0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: you at a pre-recorded version of Left at the Valley with Kevin and Karen. Hi, Karen. Put your ears on. Hello, Kevin. Oh, sorry. i got to turn your mic on too. Say that again.
2: <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Thanks Hi. for letting
1: me join you. No, it's my the- pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> it's already in the ditch, this show. Uh, we're doing okay. a pre-recorded version of the show today, and uh, we actually have a group with us. We have a uh, special guest. We have a uh, local group. Would you introduce them, Karen?
2: Well, this is this is an awesome local band that plays our introductory music and I'm so excited to have them on the show. I've been waiting for this since we started the podcast. <laughs> this is Natural Selection with Vern and Robin. Welcome both of
3: you.
4: Thank you ever so much.
1: Take
4: It's awesome to be here.
2: Yay, you're finally here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The uh, topic of the show today, uh, we're dealing with uh, natural selectionals, of course, but uh, one of the big things they do write about is about women's rights, and we're going to deal into that really soon here. Um, aside that, uh, Karen, how have you been?
2: Um, just fine, actually. Great. Great. You're supposed to be filling in some stuff I'm, s- I'm sorry. It's, it's not coming to me. I'm sorry. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> really? um, no, it's... Um, it's really depressing setting, this topic, but uh, on the bright side, there have been some advances, at least in the West, on women's rights. So just have to keep up the fight. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Vern.
3: Oh, it's just going to say it's got a long ways to go in other countries. Oh, yes. It's, yes, uh, hugely. It's pretty bad.
2: But it's so
4: exciting to get things out there and to, to get out and just tell people about what's going on. So people, There's a lot of things that people don't know that are going on, But now can sort of see and only they still only see the tip of the iceberg.
3: Yeah, I guess our goal would be uh, if we can write some songs that'll that'll mean something and uh, change something. That would be awesome. Make
2: people think. Yeah, that's actually the most important step. That first step of making people aware and just thinking about it and thinking what their choices, how their choices affect the world. And people don't know. If they don't know, they can't make a change. So.
1: Well, before we get on t- all into this, if you don't mind me interrupting, uh, shall we... We get do! Into, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing it anyway. Before we all do all this, shall we get into <laughs> our uh, uh, This Day in History segment? Okay.
2: Okay. I can do that. <laughs> wow. So, what's today's date, anyway? The 24th of May?
5: Is that right?
1: We're supposed to do a pre-recording for this coming <laughs> weekend. You're not supposed to give the date.
2: I don't know what today's date is, however. Okay, perfect. <laughs> May 19th, 1935, T.E. Lawrence, also known as Lawrence of Arabia, dies of uh, motorcycle injuries. He was riding his motorcycle, he swerved to avoid some children, and crashed and died. And, interesting thing about T.E. Lawrence, because he's someone I admire very much, but um, his parents weren't actually legally married and so he was a bastard and he was, although he was quite high up in British society, he was treated as an outcast he actually um, changed his name and re-enlisted in the army after his time in Arabia just because he couldn't live in society without doing that just because of of the whole moral code and social structure so that's a little bit of feminist information for T.A. Lawrence uh, May 20th 1506, Christopher Columbus died in Spain. May 20th, 1932, Amelia Earhart uh, took off from Newfoundland to become the first woman to fly across, to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. May 21st, 1881, Clara Barton founded what became the American Red Cross. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. In 1956, the first hydrogen bomb was dropped over the Bikini Atoll.
4: Is
1: that how you say that? Yeah, and for those of you who have seen the movie Godzilla, it was not dropped to kill Godzilla, by the way. It was 1956, not 1954, like the movie said. Spoiler alert!
2: (laughs) This is a great movie. Okay, May 21st, 1989. Approximately one million people took to the streets to support students in Tiananmen Square in China. I remember that. Uh, May 22nd, 1992. Johnny Carson... Carson... What did I say? Johnny Carson hosts the last episode of his Tonight Show. Oh, wow. Uh, May twenty second, 2012. <laughs> uh, the Tokyo Sky Tree, at 634 meters high, is the tallest tower in the world, open to the public.
1: Okay. That's it's awesome. a big building.
2: Okay. May twenty third, 1430, Joan of Arc was captured and then sold to the English.
1: Now, for those of you who don't know, Joan of Arc is not Noah's wife. In
2: case you were wondering. Uh, Joan of Arc was incredible, but also completely insane. She thought that God was actually talking to her. End. But she did amazing things, led the, the French army. Anyway, May 23rd, 1873, the Northwest Mounted Police was formed, later to become the RCMP. 1934, Bonnie and are killed... Um, May 24th, 1844, Samuel Morse's first message via telegraph. And he said, what hath God brought? But the telegraph was a really cool thing. It was a precursor to the internet, believe it or not. Um, and May 27th, 1937, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco is opened. 1999, Slobodan Milosevic was indicted for crimes against humanity.
1: That's it for now? That's it for now. Okay, well... Uh, Let's go back to uh, what we were talking about here. Uh, Let's give him a bigger applause than the first one we gave him. the local group in Mission Natural Selection.
2: Natural Selection, welcome, yay! There we go.
1: That's much more worthy, isn't it?
2: Yes, definitely.
4: Uh, Thanks thanks ever so much for having us on.
1: Well, let us know, for people that don't know you guys, what are you guys all about? Who are you? Where are you coming from? Why are you invading this podcast?
4: Podcast. We... we, um, started out just playing the two of us goofing off and we both just love music and we play and it's we started Vern started writing songs and his songs started to be political and religious and just about real life issues and it's it's begun to be like a fire that we want to, we have to get these songs out so people hear, they hear the words, and they start thinking about life in general.
3: We also have some uh, fun songs, too. We're, we're not all about...
4: We have music. no fun.
3: We do. We have fun. But, uh, <laughs>
4: Did you say you have no fun? No, this <laughs> is work. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: I don't think so. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great way to work and if you're just playing uh, tunes and stuff. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it is. untruthfully um, truthfully so, when you look at musicians like famous big bands and you think, wow, what a life, what a life. Must be so cool. It is a lot of work. They put a lot of stuff into it. A lot of time. A lot of time.
1: Yes. Vern, you're going to have to get closer to your mic. you can barely hear you. <laughs> A lot of times. That's much better, much <laughs> yeah. better. Don't be shy. We don't bite. Okay. Well, actually, Karen does, but that's yeah. something else altogether.
2: So how long have you two been playing together, then? Uh,
3: really seriously, I guess um, about eight months. Oh, so You sure about that?
4: Mm, I would say almost a year, at least.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty. Uh, you're kind of a baby band. <laughs> we're,
4: yeah, we're a baby band. I mean, yeah, we're, we're trying to get
1: out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the show today is about uh, you guys and about women's rights. So, um, what is it about women's rights that inspired you guys to write the, the song? Some of the songs you've written. Ah,
3: well, the one song that I wrote is it's called a uh, spasme. And I heard her story on the internet, and it it, it really touched touched me that uh, uh, I was quite emotional about it, actually, and I had to, had to write the lyrics uh, about her story that I heard.
1: And uh, maybe we can play that later uh, Absolutely. In the podcast. Yeah, well, of course. So you guys are uh, here to play a couple of songs for us. This yeah. is uh, going to be a very musical version of Left at the Valley, for those mm-hmm. of you who are used to listening to us, so... Uh, yeah, been we're gonna be we're live
2: <laughs> we're live in studio today so it's nice. gonna be awesome.
4: Typically, what happens is Vern Vern will have a lot of thoughts on different issues and uh, he'll come home and he'll say, you know, I want to write a song about this. I've got some thoughts. He'll piece them together and you know we'll work on words, make things fit and stuff, and then I'll go to the piano and figure out a tune somehow.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a really good collabor- collaboration that we, we have, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, between the music and the lyrics, uh, so we, can, we both kind of put
1: something into the songs.
3: We make it work. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this uh, this Basme song was uh, was based on uh, the story of a girl in Afghanistan, right?
3: Yes, a ten, 10-year-old ten girl that uh, her brother was uh, general in the Taliban, and he was using her to uh as a suicide bomber.
4: He attempted. He, he attempted.
3: Uh this story uh, turns out happy cuz uh it she didn't die. So
1: now this is not the story of Malala Yousafzai. Uh, no,
3: this is a different story. This is a
1: different girl. Different girl. This is uh if people can recall like you said she was kind of
2: well, what, what forced in, I guess. The the newspaper article I read on her was that uh, her parent, her brother and her father I think, uh, kind of forced her into it by saying, by implying that she had had illicit relations with American soldiers, and so she needed to do this to redeem herself, that this was, you know, her way of proving that that she was still good in God's eyes, or proving that she hadn't had illicit relations, in quotation marks. I mean, this is a 10-year-old girl, and it's a ridiculous allegation, just a, a way to manipulate her, in my opinion.
4: Very, I, I 100% agree. Anybody who has children will think back to them at the age of 10 and think they're yeah. just babies. They don't need, deserve that at all.
5: Yes.
2: So it is a heart-wrenching story, but mm-hmm. at least she didn't die, and she didn't, uh, as far as I know, didn't have to go back to her family that was trying to force her to do this. Mm.
3: Yeah, I would really like to actually uh, find more about what, mm-hmm. it, what has happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been able
1: to catch that on, on the Internet yet, so...
2: Yes, mm. we're looking
1: S- to. So uh, tell me, can you give me a sample of what your lyrics uh, say about the, the 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 title of the song is Spasm, right? It's not mm. Sposum or it, it's Spasm, me, me, I just want to make it uh, make sure I get it right. Mm.
2: Um, mm. Should we have the song
1: yet? Well, you know, l- let's uh, hear what he's talking about in the lyrics, and so people can actually listen when the song comes in and plays. Because I don't know, I catch the lyrics better if he says. What does the song say? Was <laughs> it but <Spajme, laughs>
2: Um as spoken word
5: poetry. <laughs> the
1: the the <laughs> song
4: the lyrics basically tell the story and in some ways if you don't catch the lyrics you miss part of the story. So yes, you should hear some of the lyrics.
3: well the uh won't we just read the first verse?
2: Sure. Sure. Okay can I just before you do that I, uh, one of the things I love about your music is that it's very Dylan-esque in that the lyrics are a huge part of the message of the, ah, the, the songs and, and they do have a message so they sound great but they also if you listen you can learn something and expand yourself it's great I love it
4: thank you so much
1: okay
3: uh, the first verse I don't know where she's gone that hero of mine a survivor unlike children before our time with the powers within, I believe she may be fine. As the vest was strapped on, what would be going through her mind. So that's how the story starts.
1: Okay, so I guess we'll go quickly go to commercial break then, and then we'll have you guys set up and play your song. Awesome. Sounds good? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Now it's time for an
0: AtheistAudiobooks.com sneak preview. The happy atheist is after phase our constitution
1: the thought virus. Here is an excerpt from the Child Catchers. Rescue, Trafficking, and the New Gospel of Adoption by Catherine Joyce.
0: That's when the pressure turned ugly. The musics sat her down, Rianne said, and asked her what her plan to parent was. In a letter she wrote later, she listed the arguments the musics made. That placing your child for adoption was biblical, so God would bless me abundantly for my decision. That I had too much potential to be a single mother, and God had big plans for me. That they had to hold me to what I said when I first moved in. And finally, that it shows you care more for your child when you place them for adoption. Rianne didn't know that consent documents for adoption are not legally binding in Washington State until after birth. Everything was screaming at me to keep my child, Rianne said. Rianne wrote the butler's pastor to request that he help mediate some agreement with the family. The social worker called the butlers and returned to Rianne with a message. They didn't want an open adoption or to send any photos, but they said to tell you, thank you for the gift.
1: The Child Catchers, now available at AtheistAudiobooks.com And we're back. Okay, well, Vern Robin, the floor is all yours. Go right ahead. Go for it.
6: Hello.
2: Oh yeah, on the what's this show called again? (laughs) Literally
4: right here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally right here. So that was very interesting. Um, Great song. I got. I got to ask. um, Thank you. Your your type of music is particular and somewhat familiar. Um, I I always said that kind of felt a bit like Bob Dylan. Was that like an influence for your uh, your style of music? uh, What you guys write?
3: Oh, on my, on my side of the music, definitely. Yeah, Bob Bob Dylan is uh, an idol of mine. He's, uh, yeah, I, I love the guy. I love all his music.
2: Yeah. I'm right there with you for Bob. Absolutely.
4: <laughs>
1: this is great radio so far. Yeah, <laughs> we're well, just agreeing everything. Sorry, I I
4: was I honestly was never a Bob Dylan fan when <gasps> we first. Oh. I know, oh. I know. Well, I it's, knew that.
2: And as a matter of fact... I didn't, I am shocked and oh, appalled. It is. I, as a matter
4: of fact, when he started, first starting to play,
2: I hated it. it with, oh, I hated it. It just... <laughs> well... <laughs> but... This is Robin's first and last time on the show. <laughs>
3: but, but you have come to appreciate him.
2: I have.
4: It's abilities. like now, it's kind of like mm-hmm. Bob Dylan and Pink Floyd were two of the People I would go ew, I wouldn't do it, but
5: oh, sorry. <laughs> i
4: I said you're not catching that's past tense
5: yes. Oh. Yes, that is
4: i good. I have since listened to the music and listened to the message, and you know it's a lot of it is huge, so deep
2: mm-hmm. so what influences do you bring then what's you what are your musical i my musical. I grew up.
4: Uh, oh,
1: we're gonna we're gonna dwell <laughs> into Robin's past.
4: No, <laughs> actually, my whole music thing. I started playing piano in the church.
1: <laughs> in
4: the church. In the oh, church. Oh, gets
1: better and better. Every oh, time. yeah.
4: <laughs> but the, <laughs> the interesting thing is, the song for this show is all about religion, and
2: that's it. So you bring your your actual. Social background into the music, too. Well, I guess everyone does, but you do it consciously and with a purpose. I did. That's cool.
4: I, yeah. were, were you a
1: choir singer at some point? Or?
4: Uh, I Everybody have, starts with the choir. I have done that. I have sang in a girls' group and gone on a tour with that. I have played piano for every, every church thing in a book, so... <laughs> <laughs>
2: So it's interesting, a wide variety of influences that come together to make your sound and your message.
3: Yeah, I will have to say, um, Robin has been a huge influence in, uh, in my musical, uh, progression. Um, she, she's, uh, very talented on the piano mm. and singing. And, uh, I was just starting out playing guitar when we ah. got together and, uh, through playing with her I, I never would have gotten to where I where I am now. So yeah. You know, cool. She
1: helped me so much. It's awesome.
2: Wow.
3: wow. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> it's Kevin's having fun with the drops again. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes.
1: I always am. Uh, mm. so anyway, getting back on track here. Yeah. We we're supposed to be talking about a women's issues. We that were
2: supposed to be talking about all of this. First we're fine, we're right on track.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh uh you wanted to do a quick spotlight on... Uh, oh, you know what? I've got something even better for you. I've got a bit of a surprise for you guys. Okay? Uh-oh.
2: I think I like surprises. You like surprises? <laughs>
1: you think so? The sudden,
2: this nervous tension
1: fills the studio. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> you guys know this music. We play this music whenever oh. we have a pop quiz or debate. Oh and no. today it's not going to be any different. We're going to have a nice pop quiz with Vern and Robin... Versus Karen!
2: Oh, jeez.
1: And since we're doing this on women's issues, I thought I'd ask you a few questions on women's issues. See if you guys can answer that. <laughs> Alright, right. question number one. How many women are MPs in Canada in the Parliament out of 309? Is it A, 76, B, 32, C, 150, or D, 201?
2: I'm going with B. Thirty-nine, I think you said. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Pardon me.
1: Karen's going with a low number.
2: Out of how many seats did you say? Three hundred nine. Three hundred nine
4: seats. I'm I'm going to go a little bit higher. What What was? Seventy-six, that?
1: thirty-two, one fifty, two oh
4: one. I want to go with seventy-six.
1: Two oh one. Two oh one. Wow, you're you're a very positive, very. But um, Robin is right on this one. It mm-hmm. is 76.
4: Yeah, Yay, Robin. Which is actually
1: quite low for a country of... It is. Yeah, it, you know, it is. Surprising. Question but
4: two. Th- the thing to remember is I was right. <laughs> 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 okay.
1: <laughs> Can't deny that. Question two. According to a report in 2011 by the Association of Universities and Colleges of Canada... Women make up what percentage of undergraduate students? Is it A, 20, B, 80, C, 55, or D, 13%? I'm
2: going with C, 55%.
1: We're looking for the percentage of undergraduate students.
4: I actually was leaning to the same. Vern?
1: Oh, I was going to go to that lowest one there.
4: 13. <laughs> 13.
1: <laughs> Vern, you're... you're, you're Gonna be in the doghouse. The women are right. It is fifty-five percent.
2: <laughs> I just read the statistic recently, so
1: Paul uh,
4: that's kind of admitting a mistake. Don't tell them that.
2: No, it's not a mistake. I did my research, even though I didn't oh. know there's a pop quiz. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> are you, wait a minute. <laughs> are you? No. St- uh, I, uh, what? You think you're cheating her? How could I cheat for a quiz I didn't even know existed? Oh, first. She's
4: right. she's just saying that you know she studies. I read studies, it recently. She studies. She got it. She got the answer right. Okay.
2: i just like to say that 55% <laughs> of women graduating, that's, or, well, undergraduates, that doesn't mean they graduate. That's great, but if they still earn less than men for having the same qualifications, doing the same job, it's not doing them a lot of good, is it? it
1: uh, yeah. Question three, funny. before Karen goes on a tangent <laughs> with the whole women thing. <laughs> um, in 2010, a study said, what is the percentage of full professors that are women in colleges across Canada, colleges and universities.
2: Sorry, was that in 2010, did you in say? In 2010,
1: that's a study, you know. I'm looking for the percentage here the women okay. are full-fledged professors teaching across the country. Is it 9, B, 20%, C, 45%, or D, 56%? I'm going to go with C,
4: 45%. I would almost think lower or lower. What would it be? 20. 20%? I, I think I'm... Going yeah, there. I was
1: on that 20%. Yes, actually, that is the answer. Yeah, I'm down. Uh-oh, Karen.
2: Gotta Good job, guys.
1: got to come back here. <laughs> last and certainly not least, um, we all know about the uh, sad history of Aboriginal women here, mm-hmm. especially in B.C., mm-hmm. the Highway of Tears and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the Native Women's Association of Canada, how many Aboriginal women have gone missing or murdered in the last 30 years? This is going to be terrifying. Is it 600? Is it 193, is it
4: 207, or is it 3.1416? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> that's pi. <laughs> that's that's pi, yeah. and what did they divide up the women? That's right. <laughs> so e. I'm going with 600 or with A. 600? Yeah. That's where I was leaning.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm congratulations, sure. y'all. That is exactly the answer, and that was our <laughs> quiz.
4: Robin wins.
1: Yeah, how many answers did Robin get?
4: Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome. So, what's next on the agenda here? Uh, we, we wanted to do a quick spotlight on uh, Malala. I believe
2: we do uh, talk about Malala a little bit, and then have another song. How about that?
1: Does we'll that do works that. Works for you guys? No, Before, works for me. Before you get into Malala, let's. Uh, you want to? Oh no, you go ahead, and we'll hear from her after that. I got a quick short clip of Malala here. Yeah.
2: So I think probably most people know who uh, Malala Yousafzai is. I don't say her name very well. Yousafzai. Um, So she's a girl from Pakistan. She was shot by the Taliban in 2012. She survived uh, miraculously. She shot through the head. And um, she was transported to England uh, where she was cared for in respect to health. Um, She lives there now with her family. She's been given... a uh, free tuition, along with two other girls that were shot with her by the Taliban, at I can't remember the name of the school. That's terrible of me. But anyway, so she's she's studying in England now. Um, she was targeted by the Taliban because she has she was prior to that a blogger and uh, had been interviewed. She blogs for the BBC. She was interviewed by an American filmmaker for a documentary on Pakistan. So she was already known to be an activist. Her father is also an activist, a very strong proponent of uh, women's education in Pakistan. And um, so so she was targeted for that reason. So the t- Taliban pulled over her school bus, shot her and her two friends, and left her for dead. And um, just the, the Taliban... Um, Stance on women's education is they can be educated up until they're eight years old, and th- they have to be educated in the Quran only, nothing else, no Western books. Um, but she was going to school, and her father was teaching also, and um, so the the really interesting thing that I read because I n- knew she'd done these blogs for the BBC, but I'd never seen them, so I, I looked them up, and I strongly recommend doing that. Actually, they are. I can give you the website. It's it's l u b p a k dot com, and then you go backslash archives backslash seven one one, and that will give you take you right to them. So she was ten when she wrote these. They're not sophisticated. She's not talking about political structures or anything like that. She's just talking about her daily life, which really brought home this whole subject to me because I have a daughter about her age, actually exactly her age. So. When Malala is talking in her blogs about how she and her mother go shopping, but they're really frightened the whole time because there's not a man with them, and they could be shot by the Taliban, that could be me and my daughter. And she's talking about how she has to have her head covered, but she can't walk very well in a veil, so she refuses to wear it. And
1: not a veil, the burka.
2: She's, well, she calls it a veil. Oh,
1: really?
2: So she's really afraid because she could get shot for that. So she could be taken away. She could just be disappeared. She's not allowed to go to school. Her school is closed. The boys' school stays open, but still no one goes because they're afraid the Taliban is just going to come and shoot everyone. And there's mortar shells and there's helicopters and there's every day there's someone being killed or shot. And it's just horrifying. And that is their daily life. And there's no reason why that isn't me there, right? We're all just humans. There's just an accident of birth that I was born in Canada and she was born there. So uh, it really made it very, very real and uh yeah so she's now of course uh... world famous speaks at the UN she is an honorary Canadian citizen and she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize so
1: she was also the youngest ever to be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize mm-hmm.
2: so quite an amazing girl she, her father is a uh, is a big help to her very um, strong activist and they do a lot of things together so
1: uh it's kind of yeah. ironic that uh, they would target uh, such a um, an innocent target in a way uh, you know some, something you would think that would be easy to eliminate a, a small young girl and yet she would become such a powerful force and something that they now fear uh, because her message is so strong you guys have any uh, anything to say about that
4: I think what's sad about that it, it, the whole the whole idea is sad that the there are these big huge grown men pat, more powerful big weapons and they pick on a 10-year-old girl yes <laughs> How defeating is that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's religion for you. Mm. Well, we got a quick uh, little clip here. Uh, the, this is uh, actually uh, Malala. Once you went to speak to John Stewart on the Daily Show.
6: You know, my father was a great encouragement for me because he spoke, of, uh, he spoke out for women's rights. He spoke out for girls' education. And at that time, I said, that why should I wait for someone else? Why should I be looking to the government, to the army, that they would help us? Why don't I raise my voice? Why don't we speak up for our rights? The girls of Swat, they spoke up for their rights. I started writing diary. I spoke on every media channel that I could. And I raised my voice on every platform that I could. And I said, I need to tell the world what is happening in Swat. And I need to tell the world that Swat is suffering from terrorism. And we need to fight against terrorism.
1: When did and that was her. Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah,
3: okay. absolutely. Very powerful speaker.
2: She is. Uh, let just talk about SWAT. That's the, the valley that she's from in Pakistan. Yes. Can I say is. something else? No.
1: Are you rushing me
2: through? No,
1: no, no. I'm not rushing to anything. By all um, means, go right ahead.
2: I heard her and her father interviewed, I can't, I think it was on the CBC, Um, and <coughs> the interviewer said, well, you know, that... One yeah. of the criticisms people make, which I, I find it astounding, that people would choose to criticize Malala instead of looking at the real problem, which mm-hmm. is that women and children are not being executed and they are being forced into child marriages and all these things. Are the real problem. Instead, we're gonna, you know, choose to criticize a 12-year-old girl who got shot through the head. However, mm-hmm. that aside, um, the one of the criticisms was well, she's not really an activist. You, her father, turned her into an activist, and he just said, well. Her mother's not an activist. She has three brothers, two brothers. They're not activists. This is her personality. I didn't force her to do this. I didn't force any of my family to do this. She chose to, and she can stop doing it if she wants to. I, you said, I'm very proud of her, but this is her choice, and I did not in any way make her do this. And, and I think that comes through very clearly when you hear her speak. She doesn't speak like someone who is being you know, taught what to say. She speaks from the heart. She's a very powerful speaker.
4: Incredibly powerful she she has a a vision it's it's one of those she's one of those girls or children whatever that she's going to go far
2: she already has yes. she's, <laughs> she's already <laughs> gone a lot further <laughs> than we have but i i don't remember the sti- statistic off the top of my head but um it it has been shown in the studies over and over again that the biggest factor in inequality in making women uh, improving their standard of living is education it is Education that absolutely will take our world to a truly equal society, and the fact that the Taliban and other terrorist groups are working so hard to fight education for women is, is just further proof of that. It's education is
1: crucial. Yeah, the late Greek k- Christopher Hitchens used to say that. He says if you want to uh, eliminate poverty, it's not on your knees. It is the empower- the empowerment of women that will achieve that. You know, give women uh, uh, some uh, control over the reproductive cycle. Give them a bit of money or a bit of seeds, depending on their situation, and you will raise the entire floor of poverty going up. And he was quite right.
4: It's almost that it seems like the the world recognizes the power that women have, which is why they've fought so hard against allowing them to be educated. You know, Mm -hmm. the fear that the world has by going, don't let them be educated, the women will take take it over.
1: You're saying that men are necessarily the evil empire of today? <laughs> we have the power. We have the control. Okay,
2: so this is, this is an issue, though. Like, what do you, It sounds like I'm accusing men of being horrible barbarians. I am not accusing most men of being horrible barbarians. Of course not. But there are a few people in positions of power who are generally religious and generally men. And unfortunately, that's the reality. So what can I say about that? Am I accusing all men I know of being horrible? Of course not. I don't know anyone I would you know, put that on, but but that is the reality. So just to say the truth, then you instantly get branded as some horrible feminist. That's not the case. Let's just look at the facts. So men, men seem to have that over their... The fact that they're
4: over and above women, and they use that seeming power to what they think is their advantage. That, and I'm not saying that's right or or whatever. You know, they it just goes through their head, and they just it's almost as if you've thrown them a little bone, and they're going to take it and run that, with
1: that, it. That is, I protest. That is not our strategy. Our strategy is quite normal. <laughs> Crush your enemies. See <laughs> them driven before you. They had of the women.
2: <laughs> I don't think you just helped your
4: cause there. Not at all, <laughs> <laughs> given, given that was a man's voice. Vern, uh, is
1: there anything you wanted to add to <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there so patiently? very quiet, and he's a wise man for doing so.
4: Yeah, Vern is probably sitting back going, I'm not saying well, nothing.
3: Well, there's, there's a thought in my head about um, religion and, and control, mm. and... Oh. What it's done from the beginning of time that I've seen is um, they try to take control of children at a very young age mm-hmm. and manipulate their minds to what mm-hmm. they want them to un- to know and understand,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and it's uh, it's basically brainwashing, and it's uh, I, I I find it very offensive. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's I a study,
1: the, the, I, I forget the name of the study, but it proves there's, a, they call it the 4 to 14 window. If you can get the child within the age of 4 to yeah, 14 years old, <laughs>
4: that's exactly
1: indoctrinate it. them. Yeah. And that's for just about anything.
3: Some say uh, that's child abuse.
1: I have to agree with that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree.
1: Alright, well should we move into another song? You guys want to play another song for us? That'd be awesome. What, All were, right. you, what, what are you guys going to be playing? Want me set up the next song? Well, you know, yes, if it's please. at least some kind of synopsis of yep, what it go is for you're it. playing. Set it up. Just go, you know, you could be playing Kevin's an idiot. Da, 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 da. Well, <laughs> well <no. laughs> maybe that was <laughs>
4: the next song. Well, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to make this uh, this a somewhat reasonable show. This one's about corrupt government. Corrupt government? Mm-hmm. It's called
3: I Can't Believe. I it's can't uh, be. an explanation of my thoughts on how government... Controls people, uh, their corrupt ways of um, trying to do righteous things, but it's it's always in in the lesser sense.
5: Okay.
3: And uh, anyway, so the the lyrics will pretty much give the story.
1: Okay, again. awesome. We'll let you guys set up for that. Okay. <coughs> We're back. Oh, well, that was fun. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Oh, hold on a sec. I gotta find my drop. Where's oh, my drop? He's the drop king. Yeah, where's my <laughs> drop? I had a nice drop there. Oh no, I should use a bigger drop. Oh, too bad. We'll use that one for now. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she's always apologizing for me. Okay, I would
3: like to explain uh, <laughs> one one thing w- about this. Uh, the lyrics on this song is um, it's kind of directed down south to the government down there,
5: mm-hmm.
3: but it it could be for pretty much all governments. Uh it's, it's
4: all encompassing in it, a lot of ways.
3: It is, yes.
1: And I'd also you, what, like to express what do you have against the American government?
2: <laughs> Everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know you're hurting James Brown's ghost right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, just listen to my lyrics, and that's pretty much... Uh, yeah. Will will we'll give you an idea. I, yeah. I, I think that uh, their leaders are put in power by other powers to be, or, and uh, they're manipulated to do what the mm. rich... It's and basically, it's basically and money's, money's running it down there. Money's running the, the world, obviously. And uh, I don't think... Uh, and we
4: can't believe it.
3: I just can't believe it, yeah. I can't believe it's not butter. The stuff the, the stuff they do with their drones now, yeah. send, sending them into countries uh, and assassinating even American citizens Yes. in in other countries. it's.
5: Uh, no, Listen, well, there's it's something crime.
4: about how many people were, innocent people were assassinated because they were hopefully getting a target of yeah. something and they missed what they were shooting at totally, but...
3: Well, just recently they fired on a wedding in, uh, I believe it was in Afghanistan.
5: Oh, happy um, it day. It was a
3: bunch of cars going to a wedding, and uh, they had a target in one of the cars, and uh, yeah, it was, oh, my God. It, it, was, it was murder. They killed dozens of people. Uh, but it's they did terrible. get their target like, and, that's, and that's the sad part about it, it. That, is. that's their mentality mm-hmm. it's,
4: uh, it's almost like oh well you're wrong place wrong time
3: and in our, in our song when we say they let children die that's, that's kind of where that came from mm-hmm. because there are children that are being killed in, in this kind of stuff
5: mm-hmm.
2: huh yeah. the drones are really terrifying I mean it's a saying that a drone really is saying that my citizens are worth more than you that we're not just all humans but that my I'm worth more than you, so I'll send a machine out to kill you so that I don't have to risk getting killed myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, they're just, uh, it's gross.
1: Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but as uh, the technology is getting more and more uh, sophisticated and cheaper and cheaper, uh, drones are not <laughs> on the way out. Uh, They've got to be more and more. I mean, who knows? I don't think we'll ever see like Terminator ty- ty- style machines, but... I mean, oh they, they actually uh,
2: they are trying to uh, create those uh, actually right now. Uh it actually to go back to Malala um she had a an audience with with uh, President Obama and uh she apparently took him to task for his use of drones in Pakistan. Good I for thought
4: her. that was
1: pretty awesome. Oh wow. Good that.
4: for her. What a brave wonderful little girl.
1: Mm, absolutely absolutely. All right, well, we're going to move on uh, since we're uh, in the whole topic of religion. Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Oh, of course. I, I had to say one more thing
3: because it was very important to me. Yeah, of course. Is, uh, this isn't directed to the, the citizens of countries like this, the people mm-hmm. that live down in the United States. It's, it's directly at their government. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're the same as us, and uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with uh, targeting Certain countries, in that Gover- I I governments as a whole
4: pe- seem to be corrupt. People I are think
3: people everywhere. We're all the same.
2: I think that's a good p- distinction to make because I think we can see that in Canada too. More and more, our government doesn't act in the way that the citizens of that country would would choose for them to act. They act I- entirely uh, without reference to their citizens. Exactly. Oh, so.
1: yeah. well, excellent. Well, that's a very good. That's a good point. It's well made. Thank you very much. And now let's move on to one of our favorite segments. This is another brilliant moment brought to you by religion.
2: Hasn't this whole episode been a brilliant moment (laughs) brought
1: to you by religion? Well, sort of, sort of, sort of. This
2: whole life is so brilliant.
1: Well, you know, while we're talking about... some brilliant music in it. Oh, Uh, look at you. Did she pay you to say that? (laughs) Oh? (laughs) Yeah, I did.
5: (laughs) Okay. Okay, so
1: speaking of... uh, Islam is a bit uh, in our focus uh, today. Uh, you guys heard the song, right? I've heard the song. I've well, I've, I've heard of it. That's the subject of our discussion today. Um, it's not by
2: Bob Dylan. I just like to mention that right now. <laughs> no,
1: actually, <laughs> this is Pharrell Williams, and it's a very popular song right now. And uh, incredibly enough, in uh, Iran. Iran, like some people would say. Uh, some people, some uh, young people were trying to do a video. They basically shot a video of girls and boys dancing to this song. And they were actually arrested for doing so.
4: I heard about that.
1: Yeah. Um, the article goes, It is not the first question of Iran's social. Morris has uh, uh, has uh, hit the headlines, but six young... Um, people from Tehran got into trouble after their contribution to an internet phenomenon the lip sync dance to an innocent pop song Happy which went viral on YouTube they were arrested they were apparently forced to strip naked and perform squats and then they were paraded on state television so um, it's very interesting apparently at this point they've released some of them but they've kept the director of the video and he's still he or she is still in prison I was wondering if you guys had some thoughts on that Wow. Wow. It's, yeah, it's,
4: little it's little almost lie. almost speechless.
2: It's hard to believe that that actually happens, and yet it actually happens. I
4: in our day and age.
2: And, and Okay, go ahead, Vern.
3: I, I was going to say, we seem to be protected here sometimes uh, in, uh, in, in what Real we know. Real life. What we know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and to bring that to light is... Uh, as truthful as it is, it's shocking mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this apparently went all the way to the president um, Of course, you, you guys all remember the uh, president uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinej- Ahmadinejad, ah, Ahmadinejad? And He was the previous one And he's the one that kind of installed some of this uh, Of course, uh, Iran's been kind of very strict on this kind of thing for a long time But he, w- he was enforcing it Now that the new president, his name is, uh, where is he? Hassan Rouhani, he's, he's a bit more laid-back, the guy, you know, even he apparently tweeted on his Twitter field that happiness is our people's right, we shouldn't be too hard on behaviors caused by joy, and stuff like that. So uh, there is a glimmer of hope, but the fact that this garnished international attention speaks on how far we have still have yet to come, especially when uh, religion has influenced our lives like that. Now we have dead air. You're supposed to say <laughs> something.
2: Well, I, I was just thinking about what uh, Vern said about um, how we are sheltered from this kind of thing, and, and we are, absolutely. I think we don't hear a lot of the, the news that we should hear. Um, but then there are things that happen in Canada that we don't even hear about. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, it, it's particularly in the, uh, under the Harper... Well, I mean, he... he in, uh, I don't want to say bad things about, uh, about the Harper government, you know, and make political statements, but be, it, it actually did happen in under his majority government that um, there was uh, wording for legislation for e- equal pay for equal work. So uh, this this was put in during uh, for the, under Trudeau, I think. So this has been around since the 70s. This wording that that ensures equal pay, and Harper just quietly took out that wording from this particular piece of legislation. So now that now women actually can be paid less than men for the same job. I mean, this is a huge step backwards. This is 30, 40 years step backwards, and no one even know- knew it happened because he's very, very careful about doing these things under the radar. So. Uh, it happens everywhere. It doesn't just happen in in countries across the sea that we you know don't really know about. It happens right here in our own country.
3: It kind of makes you think uh, maybe we're a little bit too complacent yes. in our country. Yes. We're letting yeah. uh, we're letting our government kind of.
1: I'll, I'll go even farther. I'll stick my neck out saying, you know uh, people that know me don't know that I am not a conservative, and <laughs> it boggles my mind why people are conservative. I can understand if you want to be fiscally conservative, but. If you put yourself as a uh, proud conservative, this is the kind of behavior you see all over the world. You know, these people that are arresting these kids in, in, uh, in Iran, it's not because they're liberal or they're progressive. They're conservatives. Uh, as soon as there's a social fight, it's always the conservatives that are in the way. Although I, I, get, I get some, uh, some um, I guess, uh, how can I say this? I, I, I'm happy to find out that eventually down the road, they always lose. The conservatives always lose. Whenever there's a new social norm, they always manage to lose. But it's the pain that's caused in the meantime that gets me kind of angry about it. And,
2: and like Fern says, they, they might be true they always lose, but only if we are not complacent, only if we are aware, and only if we are willing to stand up for our rights. We can't be complacent, or, we, or they will win.
4: I do have um, a, a small little tidbit story of my history. When I was in high school... We all had, uh, it was a career day in which different careers would come in and they would do a little presentation hoping to, it was more just to allow us as grade 12s to think about and figure out hopefully where we'd want to go. Well, I one of the ones that I watched was the RCMP and I wanted to be an RCMP. I did the work experience, I, I learned the phonetic alphabet, I called in the, the ticket numbers, the, you know, we'd pick up people, and I was thinking, man, this is what I want to do. A deacon in my church came up to me and he said, if you value your membership, you will not do this. And, and what did I do? I just said, yeah, you're right, okay.
2: That makes my blood boil.
4: And I let it go.
1: You let it go? You I did. did. You're not, no, you're, you're supposed to say, screw you, I'm doing it anyway.
4: Okay, do you know how many years ago that was? <laughs> well, say, say,
1: say to them now, say to them now.
2: Yeah, I don't know if they're still alive, but if But if you are, Deacon, Robin says, screw you. Oh, boy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I love it.
2: Oh, right, Robin. But, uh, that Way is, that to go. That also shows like, uh, the social pressure. is like not everyone can be an activist. That's fine. Not everyone should be. You do what is your strength. But, but everyone should be aware and everyone should be willing to, uh, I don't know, stand
4: up. For what, but it also yes. goes ahead. It goes back and it just proves to you what religion um, yes. can, how it can brainwash you. Well, you are a good yeah.
3: story there that, uh, you know, from a young age.
4: I was brainwashed. You
3: were brainwashed, then. I, I
4: was. I there is still. I still fight little things but I. You know, it's like it's still there.
1: So today is better, though. You're not so much brainwashing anymore, right?
4: Yeah, not so much. But <laughs> I, I won't go. I won't go to. I won't <laughs> try and be <laughs> an It uh,
2: Just like it goes back to the Bernstein. Like everything is. It happens here too. We can't be complacent. It's, it's easy to point fingers at other countries, but it happens right here.
4: Oh, it does
3: very much. And when you want to get into the political stage, uh, separate your church from your state. Yes,
2: exactly.
3: A line yes.
1: from our next song. Oh,
2: excellent. are we? Should we go into the next song? Should um, we do that now?
1: Are we doing the? Uh, which song are we uh, talking about here?
2: Yeah, the song. obvious truth.
1: Okay, yeah. well that's the uh, that's the, that's our so theme that's song, the and the that will be our closing that song.
2: That is yeah. our theme song for this podcast. Yes, I love so that awesome. song. It's yeah.
1: I've actually, uh, I keep telling everybody I wrote that song, but not no, as a lie, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, we'll uh, get into that and we'll close the show. Um, anything you need to say, Karen, before the, uh, we, we're out Well, thank
2: that? you so much for having you. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, Thank absolutely. you so much for letting us be here. Did I say thank you? Thank you for being here. Thank, I don't know what I said, but anyway, thank but you for being here. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I got it.
1: Uh, thanks, thanks for having a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, th- thank you for in- indulging us. And uh, people, if you want to follow us, you can always follow us. Where? The website,
2: www.leftatthevalley.com.
1: Or you can write us an email at leftatvalleyatoutlook.com. It's, it's leftatvalleyatoutlook.com
2: the little a with the circle outlook.com
1: so what is next in our next episodes uh, we'll uh, be talking soon to uh, some of our friends at the Fraser Valley Atheist Skeptics and Humanists about atheism and uh, um, raising a family in atheism uh, we still uh, have to get into contact and uh, with uh, Peter Bogosian, that's supposed to come on our podcast and uh, give us an interview and uh, we have many more episodes and I'm hoping you'll join us so now we'll uh, let you guys take us We're out. We're going
2: to leave you with um, the obvious truth of natural selection. Thanks again. Thanks no so
4: much.